This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 113, with Nicholas Upchurch. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobster here and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today and in today's show we're going to look at how to truly find and discover your true purpose. With me today on the show is Nicholas Upchurch, the founder and CEO of Love and the creator of the show Believe. Nicholas Upchurch has a background in digital marketing, and the companies which he has owned have generated millions of dollars in sales within a very short period of time. Although he was able to build a business that was very successful, travel to 33 countries, play football in front of 111,000 fans on national TV, and earn a six-figure monthly paycheck from partners like Google, his life changed in 2015 when he visited the Sacred Valley of Peru. Through an interesting turn of events and exploring the difficult parts of life that all of us may have encountered at one time or another, he has now dedicated his life to not only helping people succeed in terms of money and business, but also to find their true purpose in this world. In addition, through his company Love, he has started a media network called Believe, and Believe features a website, Believe.Love, a YouTube channel, and a podcast that has already reached tens of thousands of people around the world in a very short amount of time. Believe is a show designed to help you truly succeed by understanding and exploring all of the following categories in new innovative ways. True success, money and business, health and wellness, world news, and our universe. Please share your feedback and thoughts with me on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Lobster or by email at info at CashflowNinja.com. Please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja, one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. Have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start or how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at JoinOpsProperties.com. Globally, coffee is a $90 billion industry, and International Coffee Farms offers a sustainable income opportunity through offshore sustainable agriculture. You can own a parcel of your very own cash-flowing specialty coffee farm in Panama. For more information on this income opportunity, you can download your free report at CashflowNinja.com forward slash Panama. Listeners of the Cashflow Ninja can grab a free audio book download from Audible when you try Audible for 30 days. You can grab your free audio book download at CashflowNinjaBook.com. Nicholas, welcome to the show. Hello, MC. It's so great to be with you. How are you, sir? Fantastic and excited to having you on the show. Can you share a little bit about your background and your journey with my listeners? 
Sure. So I'm originally from Michigan. Now our company is in Miami Beach, Florida. I'm the founder and CEO of the company called Love. And as you probably mentioned, I'm hosting a show called Believe Now. And, you know, MC, I've had a lot of great times. I've had a lot of tough times. And actually, even people that make a lot of money, even people that are very wealthy, and I have some very wealthy friends, and I also have friends that maybe aren't so wealthy. And actually, all of us have a similar, sometimes similar struggle, similar issues that I've had myself. I've had very tough times with almost nothing. And I've also had cash flow and income streams where I've been able to travel to 33 countries. I've been getting ACH checking account deposits from partners like Google through companies I've owned 100% of where they're six figures a month and doing very well consistently for you know a while. So I've, I've kind of had a vast experience, and I'm excited to explore it all with your listeners. And you, it's an honor to be on your show. You're doing a great service to people. I think you have a good heart. Thank you so much for that. And I'm really interested in getting to, uh, getting to learn more about these income streams that you've developed. And before we jump into that, you've covered sure. a couple of topics on your show, which I love, uh, from success, money and business, health and wellness, world news and our universe and one of the things that i wanted to ask you too is is with regarding to our purpose because mm-hmm. you know i think a lot of us and listeners can relate to this too when you sit down and and you think for yourself well, what is my purpose right because the first the first question is where did we come from <laughs> you know right. the second That's- one is why are we here what what is what is my purpose and then the third one is what happens when i leave this energy form or this this reality but what advice can you give to listeners to truly find and discover their purpose sure so what I think actually is that what you said is is a very it's a very good question, and I think there are a lot of great answers. In fact, there's a Princeton doctor who, in the '50s, discovered scientifically proved multiverses. And and when you get into multiverses, and anybody can Google this, multiverses mean we could have multiple universes, or multiple realities, very similar to ours, occurring at the same time. And you know. And I'm, I'm sort of, you know, I, I'm from Michigan. I think you're in Pennsylvania, and I'm from Michigan. You're originally from South Africa. So, you know, I'd like to think I'm, I'm pretty much a regular guy, just like anybody else. And I'm, but I, I have, through darkness, and I want to tell you, we had Perry Marshall on our show, and he's, he literally wrote the book on Google AdWords. He's one of the top business consultants in the world, and he wrote the original, The Ultimate Guide to Google AdWords, and as a very successful business, multi-million dollar business. And he wrote a book recently on Evolution 2.0, which was finding a balance between creationism and Darwinism. And it's, it gets into what you're talking about. And he said he was looking around on our site, believeitunes.com is, takes you right to the podcast version, and believe.love is the website. And Perry's like, you know, you're exploring a lot of darkness. And actually, he said... He said this in the interview publicly that he loved that because uh, it's real. And actually, when we start to get into things, I've had a lot of money and I've been very angry. Actually, I've had a lot of money and been doing very well. And I wasn't sure why I was still angry after I fought for years to recover from a real estate crash in 2008 where I was very young and I lost 
millions of dollars in property that I built up in four years previous to that. And then I recovered for four or five years and I was still like really kind of what's going on with that and exploring that what I'd like to pass on. The truth is that probably it could be true that everything is true, which literally when you get into multiverses sounds, what does that mean? Well, it means that I'm not here to tell anybody they're wrong. And I can say that sometimes in this current life, in this reality, that exploring the darkness and seeing it if we can, and this is a tough one for me, but seeing it as a gift. For example, my brother died when I was young. If it wasn't for that anger, I wouldn't be on, the, I wouldn't be on this interview right now. It's a great honor. I was on John Lee Dumas's podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. That, that gets 500,000 downloads a month. He makes millions of dollars. I was a guest at recently, and literally, we started our we went public with Believe in the past month. I mean, it's really taking off. So exploring the darkness and seeing it as a gift, the reason why it can help you not only make money but find your true purpose is because until you do that, if it weren't for my anger, I wouldn't maybe have started to see my true purpose. So we might have family members we're angry with, and we might be angry that uh, with Trump or Obama or whoever, and we might be angry with the way things are, and there's beauty in that. And actually, when you feel it and forgive, which I have to do more, all these things apply to me as well. I'm just telling you my experience. When we can forgive and, and perhaps start to harmonize those tough things in our life, we might free ourselves up in terms of finding our true purpose. And then a lot of your listeners who want to make money or, or find their purpose or both because actually it might go hand in hand, right? Uh, the big thing that sometimes prevents people from doing that is just taking action. I know it has for me. Sometimes I procrastinated. And when we harmonize those things that we feel like we should hate or what we put off and we, we forgive people and forgive things in our life, and, hey, listen, it's going to be probably a process. Just saying magically I forgive everything, it might be not a straight line up. It might be sort of like the stock market, a little bit up, a little bit down, a little bit up. You know, And hopefully you're climbing gradually towards, towards becoming harmonized with these things. But in that darkness, that could be why you're here. You could have, you know, scientifically they've proven, they had a study the University of Southampton in the UK, they studied 2,000 people. Doctors found, and this is at express.co.uk, a pretty mainstream site. Mainstream study, they studied 2,000 people. Doctors found that the people are aware and can see things even when they're dead, basically, for three minutes after their brain and heart have stopped. Something like that. People can read this study. And they can't explain it. And you have past life regressions from Dr. Brian Weiss, where they, you know, Dr. Brian Weiss is a Yale graduate. It's a mainstream guy who runs the Department of Psychiatry at Mount Sinai Hospital here in Miami. It's a big hospital. He's been on Oprah and mainstream shows, and he, he's done thousands of past life regressions. And they find a six-year-old who knew he was a British soldier through hypnosis, in the 1500s, for example, and knows the name, and it's a random guy, and they go and find out that that British soldier really lived, that that was a real person. 
We are not necessarily just our physical bodies. There is scientific evidence behind this, and it can help you make money and help you find your true purpose as the awareness builds, and it's, it's building in me. I'm definitely not perfect, but I can tell you that for me, this is true, and there's a lot that's available to us. And that's drawing from experience and your pain and your disappointments. And all of us have a unique experience. We all have a unique experience. And then alongside that experience, we do all have special gifts and our ability to to share our experience with with other people in in the world. Now, just stay on that for a second. You sure. were very, very successful in business. That's um, right. You've played uh, football in front of thousands of fans on, on national TV. And right. um, in every area, you were very successful. And then you visited the Sacred Valley of Peru, and there was an experience uh, and a moment. Um, can you talk us through that process and how that changed you? Sure. So so what I can tell you about football, and I'm, I'm a 5'8 white guy, and I had a broken back when I was 15. I was in a back brace for six months. And, you know, I did pretty well in high school. I was a captain, but I was very small for football. I mean, literally in college, I played at the University of Michigan for Lloyd Carr, actually two national championship coaches. University of Central Florida, Gene Chiswick, who ended up coaching Cam Newton, who's the Carolina Panthers quarterback. He was the defensive coordinator there, and then I transferred to University of Michigan. I took my tapes from playing at UCF. I was able to play at University of Michigan. I actually get on the field in a few games. At UCF, I played more every game, sophomore year as a true sophomore. And uh, that was my version of sort of beating the impossible that time. I've, I've done it a couple more times in real estate and then maybe doing well in terms of digital marketing as well. But Lloyd Carr, who was the coach at Michigan at the time, a national championship coach, he would yell, pay attention and be on time. And if I could pass on anything, it's pay attention. And I have to do it more, too. Again, it's it's like something I need to follow more. It's not that I'm telling everybody and I'm like perfect. But as we as we do that in business, in terms of finding out somebody's if we're looking at competitors and we want to do a similar product, but different, we just want to see the market. What's their back end? So we see their front end offer. What are they doing on the back end? What are the what? How much money are they making? How much are they paying per customer to acquire a customer? What is their email follow up sequence? How much money are they making with their email follow up sequence? This can literally all these details when we pay attention can make the difference between being profitable or being out of business. Literally, I mean the margins. People don't tell you making a lot of money. It it can be easy. I mean, I've I've done I've literally turned a thousand dollars into almost a million in a very in a couple year period or less. But I mean, I took five to ten years of other stuff and failing and, and things like that. It wasn't like magic, but it comes from paying attention. And uh, and then I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars as well. <laughs> Luckily, I'm up right now if we're talking about money. But actually, we'll get in. To in this interview, uh, probably more about money in general. But yeah, and I found I was still um, had these things going on. I mean, there was a lot where I was like torturing myself, or I felt tortured. And the truth is that even very wealthy people feel like this sometimes. And so I went to Peru in 2015 in January. But 
you know, in 2008, I started yoga. I just thought, hey, this we're going to stretch. Like, I'm a guy, you know, just like UMC. I'm like, you know, well, maybe I'll try yoga. Like, maybe meditation. I was like 27, though. I didn't start when I was young. I talked to some girls that are like 23. They already know all about this stuff. I was a dude, you know, like, going in to check out yoga in 08. 2008. Then I um, I got into Kundalini yoga and people were chanting. I'm like, this sounds a little bit crazy. I didn't even know what a chakra was, but and I didn't have any preconceived notions of what it was going to be. Went to Kundalini yoga. It was amazing. I felt completely balanced, like a tuned instrument. It turns out you chakras are glandular systems in our body, from the bottom to the top, and different sounds. Lam. Vam, Ram, Yam, Ham, Om, Ing, for example, from bottom to top can actually tune you like an instrument to where you're in harmony. And how will that help you make money or find your true purpose or be successful? And that definition of success will probably change with humanity. Um, and we can talk about that. But because you feel good. Because you're able to call people back. You're not making excuses. I did all these. I mean, we've all done things. You do what you say you're going to do. You're on time. You pay attention to detail. You're more likely to be happy. People are more likely to like you. And I've had so many tough experiences. So there was a buildup to Peru. It was years. It's not like a magical thing that just happened and everything was fixed. But I went to Peru and something Tim Ferriss talks about on his podcast, and Tim Ferriss wrote The 4-Hour Workweek, he talks about ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is a plant medicine. It's actually the Supreme Court of the United States has made it legal for certain uh, ceremonial use, spiritual use in New Mexico and Oregon. Different Christian churches use it. In the United States, it's actually legal. And ayahuasca, I've never drank alcohol just as a uh, a sort of a prelude to this. Ayahuasca is a plant medicine. It's not addictive. It's a medicine. I had to determine that because alcoholism really affected my family. In fact, ayahuasca is used to treat PTSD. UCLA and the University of Miami have studied ayahuasca. There are other studies with uh, psilocybin, which are, you know, mushrooms, which really can be a plant medicine. And now we have medical marijuana, which I've actually never smoked or used, but I actually support is becoming legal all over, and there, there are mainstream studies proving its effectiveness. But ayahuasca, for me, the studies are effective because, as Sting says, you know the singer Sting, he says it's a direct connection to God. It can be. And what is God? What I was shown is that God is in all of us. We are all God. There's good in everything, even the criminals. The good is what lives on in people, and a whole lot of other things that have changed my life but it wasn't immediate. In 2015, it, I procrastinated. It wasn't a straight line up in terms of perfection or something. I still did dumb things. I got mad at dumb things, but it's a gradual process. And that was just, it kind of was an eye opener in a way that you can't describe unless you have the experience. And there are people where maybe it's their third experience with ayahuasca and things like that. It's not, people have different experiences. So, that's sort of more of that story, MC, and thank you for asking that.
Yeah, that's very interesting because I've researched a little bit into that as well. I think uh, a previous guest uh, spoke about it, Jeff Berwick, just about ayahuasca ceremonies and and uh, what to look for. But it's fascinating, uh, the transformation and the experiences that people do have. And then also, as you mentioned, um, just the healing um, properties of it as well to treat um you know, post-traumatic stress uh, disorder and so forth. So very interesting stuff. Now, you had mentioned also a word procrastination. And there might be prospective entrepreneurs or investors out there. And and actually, now that I think about it, there was a study shown that I think it's 6% of people that actually buy real estate courses, go to seminars, read books, listen to podcasts such as this, actually go ahead and invest in real estate and start a business and do that. What advice can you give to listeners out there that find themselves in that situation? Well, first of all, I really admire the beauty of you and and me as well. Really, we're exploring, we're trying, and all the listeners, everybody is joining us on this journey now. All all the people, because it's really about the listeners listening and what we can do for them. But exploring and trying to find out, you know, Elon Musk has come out and said this might be a simulation. There's a lot of people that are talking about life as a simulation. Scientists, Elon Musk, of course, owns Tesla and space. Uh, something, uh, some other space thing, I think. Um, but you know, uh, I think in terms of your question and procrastination, I think we all have done it. And I think very wealthy people, even I know some, Hey, they want to see their kids more. And so we get into how to take action. And I think loving the tough things about ourselves is probably the first thing that all of us can do better, a better job of, including me. Uh, meaning that there are reasons we're procrastinating. They might be deeply set in from our parents might have not been perfect. They're human too, by the way. We can love them. And again, loving the tough things in ourselves is probably the key, the, the first key to being able to open ourselves up to doing what we're preventing ourselves from doing. And then loving the other people that we think we should hate. And again, for me, we have patterns. This is easier said than done, so we do it gradually. But practically speaking, in terms of doing what you, I, I think first of all, you want to. All of us, we want to do what we say we're going to do. So if we say we're going to do something, do it. And I think we can underpromise and overdeliver, and that works with business. That works with life. And I've always done a pretty good job of this. That means that whatever you say you're going to do, make it a little bit conservative. Even if it's with your company, what you're going to give your customers, what you're going to do yourself, you know, set yourself up so you can actually succeed. And, and you, so make your goal reasonable. It's okay to have big goals, but it's better, in my opinion, to plot your way there, achieve those small things, and then let the small victories build up so you get some confidence rolling. So if you're going to sell something online, and you're trying to get sales. I've, I've had it where literally when I was younger and not so patient. I had a supplement line. I One method wasn't going to work. And I ran like $1,000 of traffic and radio ads. At that time, there was a site called Bid for Spots and also Google Radio. There was actually Google. You could auction for radio ads. You could buy time. And I gave it not enough money. And I wasn't patient. And what you can do instead, instead of sales, you can shoot for email opt-ins. And this is sort of common sense. 
But some people just are like, this isn't going to work. I'm going to give up. And I think the small victories are important. The last thing I could say is that be realistic. If you have a family and kids, I haven't had a family and kids. Uh, I, that's, you know, I've been to 33 countries. If I had a family and kids, I may not have been able to take these risks. So plan for how much money you, and time you actually have. You can hire people on Upwork.com. Finding good people is a, is a whole another discussion. There, everybody's a good person, but I'm talking about people that will be good for what you need them to do at great rates. But whatever time and money you have, plan accordingly. And don't, don't sell yourself short. Don't think, hey, I'm going to do X if you have zero time. You're going to have to hire people. Even if it's uh, an assistant in Indonesia that's at $2 an hour and you find one that's pretty responsive and really a great person that wants to learn, that they can do something little for you like search for better jobs if you want to get a better job. You're going to have to probably outsource that if you don't have the time to get a better job and you're sitting there telling yourself, my job stinks, I need a better job. You have to look at the reality of your time and your money situation. We all do. Absolutely. Changing gears a little bit to the sure. cash flow and income streams. As a digital entrepreneur, and we live in a fascinating time, uh, such a great time to be alive, and the, the power of the internet and our interconnectivity is just uh, its amazing. What advice can you give to listeners out there that are interested in starting a digital business to create income streams? Well, that's a great question, MC. The first thing is Again, paying attention to what competitors are doing. There's a site called AdBeat. My friend actually knows the owner. AdBeat.com, I believe, and different sites that monitor ads. And you can actually see who is spending the most money on ads. Now, I don't know if people know this, but Uber is losing billions of dollars. And Amazon, I think, is losing money too or breaking even as a company. Now, all of the executives probably have pretty good salaries and the shares are worth a lot. But just because a company is running a lot of ads or spending hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars on ads doesn't necessarily, they might be just trying to break even. Literally, the startups in Silicon Valley, and I, I went there to evaluate, you know, I had one of the top angel investment firms, SV Angel, evaluate an executive summary in 2008 when I was younger and switching gears from real estate and, you know, you have sometimes companies that are funded if, if the VC money is flowing and they don't necessarily need to even be profitable. I mean, everybody wants to be profitable, but they might be trying to get customers like Uber. They're trying to get customers. So they, it's part of their plan to lose money perhaps right now. So that's sort of a different type of uh, market we're talking about. If we're talking about starting an online business, you know, it's still the same principles apply. Find out what your competitors are doing. And sometimes your competitors, that's just a term. They can become your partners, at least in the information market, uh, in the info product space. You know, people mail for each other's list or they mail to each other's list. They have commission joint venture agreements. And actually, your competitors become maybe your partners. But look at, again, every single detail of what's going on. It's very easy because the thing about digital marketing is things can change very quickly. They did for me. I had something working really well. I did what some takes some people maybe 20 years at a traditional job in one or two years in terms of generating that amount of money. But Facebook changed its algorithm. 
Uh, Google was our partner paying us a lot. You know, the numbers stopped working and I had to move on. And then I had this experience and my whole life has shifted. And a lot of the things I learned will apply. But um, so paying attention is good and things change quickly. So be ready to adapt. So if you see an info product MC and you know this, if anybody sees an info product and they're giving you a method, well, that's great. That worked for them. But you have to really figure out if I make some changes, you're not going to copy what they said exactly. First of all, you may have additional competition now to that method of making money online. It doesn't mean it won't work, but paying attention to every detail and all the numbers and getting small victories and building a personal relationship with your customer, which you do a great job of, and adapting and finding new traffic sources, just like different income streams, like you're saying, MC, all of these diversify your online business. So if something does happen, then you know, you, you're able to continue your business. Sometimes it can be so good that you know, you're, you're in it while it's working, and that's good. Just like a product on Shark Tank, the TV show, sometimes they know it's, the, it's a one-product business. They'll try it on an infomercial, and they'll try to give it a run, and maybe that's, it is what it is. That's what the business is. So anyway, that, those are some additional ideas I think could really help everybody out there. No, those are great ideas, and I like what you said, too, about in the information age, your competitors or what used to be in the, uh, you know, in the industrial sure. age in the past, competitors are now partners. And, you know, if you have a worldview of abundance, we're all just trying to make this slice or this pie bigger and bigger and bigger and reach more people together instead of fighting over a finite kind of slice uh, of pie. So I've really firsthand enjoy that. And the amazing thing about it, too, is that the personalities and people that you meet, such as yourself, is so generous with sharing their best practices and what works for them and how they can reach more people. So that is definitely one aspect that I have really loved about the new way of doing business, seeing each other as, as partners and helping, uh, right. helping each other and growing everyone's business together instead of just competing over this little, little slice of pie that's left. You're listening to Nicholas Upchurch on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. International Coffee Farms is a real estate-based specialty coffee farm ownership opportunity. You can own deeded, half-acre parcels in title, already operating specialty coffee farms in Boguete, Panama. They are turnkey managed professionally on your behalf by a team of local experts with sustainable average income of 12% and with cash flow beginning in 12 to 15 months from the date of your parcel ownership. International Coffee Farms' mission is to own and operate specialty coffee farms in Boguete, Panama that are economically, environmentally, and socially sustainable. As part of this mission, 20% of the gross profits of each farm goes towards a socially sustainable fund to improve the lives of the coffee farms farm workers and their families. International Coffee Farms currently owns and operates eight specialty coffee farms in Boguete, Panama, with parcels available for immediate ownership. To find out how you can become a parcel owner, you can download your free income opportunity report at cashflowninja.com forward slash Panama. You're listening to Nicholas Upchurch on the Cashflow Ninja podcast, and now back to our interview. Uh, staying on investments, you've had sure. success in the real estate arena. Do you have a checklist when you analyze any opportunity that you draw from uh, when you look at these opportunities that come your way? 
Sure. And I did have success. I also got crushed in 2008, to be quite honest. But that's sure. a good lesson. I think yeah. Abraham Lincoln and Michael Jordan, we, we went over in one of our episodes at uh, BelieveITunes.com, the failures that people, really big stars, the, the lady who wrote the Harry Potter books and Abraham Lincoln went bankrupt a few times. And luckily, I didn't go bankrupt. Thank God. Michael Jordan talks about all the shots he missed to win a game. And they say how great the failure was. So a lot of people out there, hey, none of us are perfect, even people who make a lot of money. And pe- a lot of times we make our best bets. And and so we're talking about real estate. I mean, I am interested right now. It's a very interesting time. I did have a brokerage. I mean, we generated a lot of sales. I made. I was all in. I was very young. I'm like 25, 26. And I, I went really from nothing after college to quite an empire, a little empire here in Miami Beach. And then it was very tough. And you do learn about what's important in life when you are all in and it goes away, all of it, right? So um, you, you do learn what's important in life, I think. So I'm actually thankful for that. It's a blessing. Didn't feel like a blessing at the time. But um, so I would say real estate, you know, there's never been a period of time that has been, I think, an eight to 11 year period without a recession. And I guess we're at about nine years. And the interesting, uh, interesting thing at the time that we're taping this here, Trump, I'm actually going to the inaugura- inauguration tomorrow in Washington, D.C. I got these nice. tickets FedEx and I'm like, I filled something out or somebody gave me a link or something. We got, so we got tickets, but literally it came the day before. And so, you know, and I voted for Obama in 2008, so I'm very neutral actually. So, um, but the thing is that if I would have made some of the bets in the stock market this year, I would have got crushed the bets I thought I should have made. For example, shorting the market when Trump won. Now it's skyrocketed. I'm talking about the stock market. Right. There's never been a there's never been an 8 to 11 period without a real estate recession, but now if if taxes go down and if corporate taxes go down and I think they will cuz we're one of the highest in the world, Ireland is 15%. I don't know what South Africa is. Almost everywhere is better. But um you know it may be where there's even more perceived safety in the United States. I remember I held all my real estate because Sam Zell, who hadn't been wrong in 40 years, said in 2007 that, you know, I was very young. I was proud of what I built up. I didn't want to sell anything. And Sam Zell said, oh, it's it's not going to crash, da, da, da. And he hadn't been wrong in 40 years. I mean, and so I would say it's just that paying attention. People that pay attention not only to the news, I think 6% of people trust the mainstream news now. So people, investors, and you you have these guys on the show that know probably a lot more than me. They're not only paying attention to the mainstream news, they're paying attention to our big banks manipulating the market in, in England. Uh, you know, are, are the, what's really going on? And so with real estate, I would say, of course, you want to buy this Kind of a bad quote I heard. I think a Rothschild or somebody, you want to buy when things are really tough. I think he says something like when there's trouble in the streets or something. Right. And you you want to buy. So obviously, I am probably looking at buying in a couple years if there's a big crash. Now, I could be wrong. It could It could skyrocket even more if for some reason the Republicans get the corporate tax rate down to 15 or 20% for some odd reason. And 
jobs flow in, and and actually, I think Trump could make international investment in the United States easier, as tough as he sounded on immigration, to win the Republican vote, which, by the way, you can't win it as a Democrat unless you take big money, because they're superdelegates, 500 of them, and they're not elected by anybody, and that's when Bernie really couldn't win unless he won in an absolute landslide, like winning 70% of the vote. Those superdelegates you know, there a lot of it's lobbyists and we can it's not that they're bad people. It just it is what it is. Right. So I think it just depends on what happens. Obviously, you'd want to buy after a big crash, but um, it could actually end up going up further. Right. No. And, and to your point, I mean, like what you were saying, uh, just as far from the political standpoint, that's just the game. And I mean, we mm-hmm. it was it was exposed. The curtain was kind of lifted in 2016 of how what is really going on behind that's the scenes. Right. Um, and I would say that, yeah, right now is definitely, as as you said, a time of it's a time of uncertainty because. We've never really been in a situation like That's this right. with Trump. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen the first 100 days of his presidency and, and see if there are any changes. Again, it's a complete wild card. That's and right. We, we have to position and uh, ourselves to prepare for whatever comes next. And the other thing, too, that you touched upon is the news. And I've spoken about on this show, too. I mean, it's more important to, to read – through the headlines and sure. what is actually what the news is telling you instead of what they're communicating or what they're trying to tell you so look at the actions of people as well that that that's uh, to your point of paying attention that's what a very important thing that i've learned is pay attention to what people are doing you know that's right sam zell all these guys what are they doing what is warren buffett doing right now uh, you know what he's saying in the media that's a completely different thing that to what is he's doing right in private so that's right yeah so very very good points there and the other thing too about uh disappointments uh, you know if you're an investor or trying to create something or produce yeah <laughs> the path is filled with pain self-doubt sure. second guessing being crushed in many different places but just getting up that's that's the that's when you get stronger and actually you know in my experience really understand of who you really are that's right there's so, so much beauty in that pain and everybody out there listen as tough as we're talking i mean I want, if I could, if I could, I would give up everything if people just believed in themselves. All the technology, you know, Elon Musk also mentions we probably should watch out. Maybe, you know, we need to make sure AI is sort of controlled. There could be some truth to things in the Bible and other religions about uh, AI could be actually artificial intelligence. You know, we don't necessarily, I don't think, want things implanted in us and there's there are things about that, but there's so, the technology is within yourself. You know, I saw Deepak Chopra, MD, who was a very famous guy. He said that we call junk DNA junk DNA because we don't know what it is. Ninety six percent of the universe is actually called dark matter because we don't know what dark matter is. Four percent is the atomic universe. He said, which is actually you know atoms and planets and everything else. So there's just so much beauty within us. Within everybody here, it's all inside of you. God is inside of you, and my that's what I've got. We're all God, and the good and the bad, and even the people hiding things, and even, again, people don't necessarily know who owns the news. 
And and so we, we get a lot of times people are angry. They're supporting things and they should because, yes, bad language is bad and nobody's perfect. And again, I supported I voted for Obama in 2008. So I'm neutral. I really am independent, really. But um, who? OK, so a Swiss a Swiss university did a study, 147 corporations through shares and the boards of directors. They own 80 percent of all the major companies or something like that, or 80% of the world's wealth, they control it, 147 corporations. And so it's like, okay, a board of directors controls, you know, whoever, the CNN, for example, right? The shareholders own it, but the board of directors might control it. Well, what are their interests? And it's okay. Listen, if they happen to have quote unquote evil interests to some people or something, well, we can forgive them and love them instead of hating them, that's actually, we're going to become what we hate. I, I've not in this regard, but I've done it in other regards. It doesn't work. You might as well bang your head into the wall. Cause I've actually felt like I was doing that, but there's so much beauty in believing in ourselves. And then I think forgiveness as well, which all of us can do a better job of me included. So true, especially with uh, the media. I think it's over, well, it's six corporations. Sure. Could be five now, AT&T and the Time Warner merger. Right. Um, own over 90% of the, the media that we consume and the information that we hear. So very, very important to, uh, as you said a couple of times, pay attention, look what's going on, read widely from many different uh, resources right. and form your own opinion. And, you know, there's three sides of a coin, as Robert K. Saki would say, heads, tails, and the edge. You want to have that edge and understand that there's two sides to every every single thing. So, so important um, what you just said about staying, being positive and focusing on the things that you can control as well. One of the things that I've noticed from very wealthy and successful people is they're always studying and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what are you currently looking at? Well, I would say a lot of these things. To be honest, and I have been very successful, but I've had very tough times and a lot of people can relate. You you have both people listening to this great podcast, MC. So I would say harmonizing things with myself, to be honest doing this interview and interviews like it is therapy for me. I mean, the truth is that no matter how much money I made, and I, I thought that my I could go to Silicon Valley and run a billion-dollar company, multi-billion-dollar company, and who knows if my company becomes that. But to be honest, we're trying to harmonize sort of spirituality and a tough reality and also help people succeed at believe.love. That's our website. But the, I would say... I am trying to really practice the things that I'm saying because I'm doing it out of necessity. I'm not saying it because I've figured it all out and I'm like, perfect. I would say trusting people, trusting myself, forgiving, doing, I, I've started again with yoga on the beach. Some of these things are, there's something actually in our brain, I guess the reptilian part of our brain. There's a, a reptile brain. This is actually, there's, that's not the scientific term, but actually neuroscientists use that term for a part of the brain that actually prevents us from changing. And it goes back, I guess, in terms of evolution or something to where it's protecting us. So it's protecting us from making major changes. And that's at the reaction of ourselves. So MC, we can know, I, I learned so much in 2015, January, I got these messages from probably other beings. And by the way, now 
in 2013, Dr. Stephen Greer took a six-inch seven-year-old over to Stanford University, and Dr. Gary Nolan verified that this was a real being. Now, he didn't say it was an alien, but anybody go look at the Huffington Post, and I don't care what they say, and actually watch the documentary Serious Disclosure on Netflix, S-I-R-I-U-S. This is, for my opinion, this is, there's no way that's human. And there's two trillion galaxies, NASA has said, and there are one billion to eight billion planets like Earth in each galaxy now. They've, this is NASA. And also there are oceans they found under, moon, and under the surface of moons of Jupiter that NASA has said could support life. And they've now said that water that's flowing could be on Mars right now. So there is so much to become aware of and how can it help us make money because and have success because true success has to do with probably the whole picture because if you have a lot of money I know and people know out there you can still be not very happy but uh, I would say doing what I'm saying is what I'm trying to do and doing it more and more so thank you for asking and it actually helps me a lot if I can help anybody else it actually helps me a lot as well. A core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset and values and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Well, the first one I would say that I have to do a better job of, or I say that to be fair, but it's forgiveness. And they say in the law of one, which is not a religion, it's a text that is free on the internet. Of It's very universal in nature. It was actually a lady in Ohio. They put it online. They didn't try to make money. It's actually channeled. And, you know, I mean, you read it, it's very neutral and it's, I mean, it's pretty amazing, but forgiveness stops the wheel of karma. If you feel like you're banging your head against the wall, you know, there's, there's a saying, I don't know who said it. Maybe I came up with it. I don't know. You can push a wall and try to get through it. Sometimes you can just back up and walk around it. You don't realize that. And sometimes we want to push that wall. We may have chosen to come into this lifetime. We may, my brother and I, my brother died when I was seven. We may have set that up. It was like a traumatic thing for years. I was seven. It, it shaped my whole life. It made me angry, you know, not trusting God or the universe. Why did God? He's a guy in the sky. That's what I thought at this time. He picked us to suffer. And I was like, we got screwed and everything, right? And I would say we may have come up with all of that before this lifetime. All these things that we feel limit us or the challenges or we hate Trump or whoever's, you know, making us not able to be successful or even the things in ourselves. So the wheel of karma is that sort of struggle and it's a human, it's a humanity issue. And so forgiveness is the way out. And again, I'm speaking from experience, even day to day, we all have patterns from when we grew up. We have to do it every day. So the second thing I would say is, you know, men, I can tell you, men are very logical, right? And I'm into Again, I went to Kundalini Yoga. I didn't even know what a chakra was, and then I just felt it, and then I found out it, what, what it was. I wasn't looking for mystical experiences. I just thought it was like yoga and stretching, and I would say this. I've had in Sedona, an MC, you mentioned you may be looking all over the country at different opportunities in Arizona. In Sedona, I went to Sedona, Arizona. I had a, 
uh, a lady. This is I'm 35 now, so this is pretty recently. First time I had somebody channel messages, and you know, actually, she was really accurate. She had no background information. I also had people. One lady said she was channeling Jesus. I tried it again, and it was just completely made up, right? And I think Perry Marshall was on our show, BelieveiTunes.com. He was like, hey, 20% of this stuff, there might be something to it. 80%, it might not resonate with you. It might be made up. But I can tell you this. People are becoming aware there's more to life than what we think we see. So the third thing is just that, that there is more to life. The second thing I would say is be open-minded, right? Be open-minded and the third thing is there's so much more that you're capable of. You have no idea. We have no idea what we're capable of. What I would say is this, in terms of passing something on, think about this, MC. If we, Nikola Tesla was working on free energy. He had something on Long Island in New York. J.P. Morgan said, if we can't meter the free energy, if we can't put a meter on it, we're going to pull the financing. I'm talking about J.P. Morgan from the bank, like the guy, J.P. Morgan. Right. He pulled the financing on free energy. There's been... Dr. Rife, Dr. Royal Rife, and check out Spooky2.com. That's all I'm going to say. See, hey, you know, it looks like an old school website. There are Dr. Royal Rife healed people with frequencies. These were machines in, in doctor's offices around the country. They disappeared. He got maligned. Nikola Tesla didn't end up very good for him, and we can forgive these people. There may be already in the world... Um, technology that could free energy if we had free energy poverty would be over right. nasa actually found in space right now in mainstream news some sort of asteroid that's worth like more than the entire economy they found i'm talking about of the world they found it in space they can't do anything with it they're exploring it but i'm talking about if we had free energy and things like that there would be no poverty and it there is a chance that we already have it and it and the reason it's not coming out is probably because of control. And we've all wanted to control things. So I don't think hating the people, if this is the case, is the way to do that. We may still need money to trade and things like that. But there are probably technologies that exist that can end disease and possibly free energy as well. And it's not just me saying this. There's a lot of people. And Bill Clinton in a press conference very famously in the 90s said, in a public press conference, people can find it on YouTube. There's a government within the government, and I don't control it. And that's why I can't give you the answers. And actually, you know what? I don't demonize those people. I, I, I have to love them. And because, again, you'll just continue the cycle of karma, which I have with humanity. I've hated how the world, I felt like people were dishonest, and all, and then I was mad. And it, it literally is crazy to do that. So... That's what I would, I'd say just there's so much out there. That's the third thing. And there are different ways of looking at everything. And when you achieve survival MC and people get a certain amount of money, then you see what's important in life. After survival, it's all gravy. And, and then the real issues as to why you're here and your true purpose might become apparent to you. You know, you, you bring up so many good points, and thank you for sharing that. And, you know, people keep saying, you know, we have to understand and know history in order to to know what happened in the past and not be repeating the, the same mistakes moving forward, 
Well, sure. there's a lot of history that is not taught to us, folks. And as Tolstoy would say, history would be a great thing if it was true. So do your own research. Look into all of these things. You just brought up uh, Tesla. Just for listeners sure. out there, just do your research into Thomas Edison, Nikolai Tesla, and AC and DC electrical currents. There's a whole <laughs> there's a whole chapter of history right there that's not being shared to the public and in many of these other areas. So fascinating stuff. Um, Nicholas, how can my audience learn more about you and your podcast, your company, and all of the projects that you're in- involved with? Thank you so much, MC. So Believe.Love is our website. BelieveiTunes.com will take you right to the iTunes page. And BelieveAndroid.com, if you have an Android page, uh, Android phone, I should say, will take you right to our Android page. But it's been a great honor. You know, Michael Tellinger is from South Africa. He yep. has a show called Hidden Truths on Gaia.com, which I recommend. But And again, what I would say is I love, I have to love, because all of us, if we're looking at the bad things, who might be hiding these things, all of us, none of us are perfect, me included. So it's a reflection of us, whatever we think is bad. And if we love them, perhaps things can harmonize over time on a grand scale. And that's, that's what I would say I have to do a better job of. So thank you so much for this service, MC. And it's been a real honor to listen to you and what you're doing for people to help them find their purpose, create cash flow, create income streams. And it's a really great thing you're doing. No, and thank you. And I feel that the two of us can talk for hours and hours. So you're right. This has been a fantastic experience. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and your experiences. It's it's been fascinating. Thank you. Hi, this is MC Lobsher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining their capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy, according to the infinite banking concept. If you are interested in learning more, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com And I will send you a copy of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Thank you for joining my guest, Nicholas Upchurch, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life. So if there's any way that I could provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They've designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinopsproperties.com or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. Coffee is a proven product and a $90 billion industry worldwide. 
through international coffee farms, you have a chance to own and operate your own half-acre parcels in a specialty coffee farm in Panama, professionally turnkey managed for you. You can download your coffee farm ownership opportunity report at cashflowninja.com forward slash Panama. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.